0: This is Vomiting Rainbows, episode thirty-four. And We talk about um, children, and we talk about—that's a charitable way of putting it. we do. We talk about—we um, talk about the supermarket murder, supermarket murders, and like also gender issues that you need to—you really need to dive into them early. Um and then we also, you know, we we ended on a light note, which is more of a who done it or why was it done. Maybe not a who done it, but why was it done. A domestic why done it. Exactly. So listen to this episode and enjoy. This is Vomiting Rainbows episode number 34 with Blag Dahlia as our guest host and this is a podcast where I tell Blag three stories that he knows nothing about. He chews them up into a wonderful rainbow and spits them right back at me.
1: It's easy to find stuff I know nothing about, too. I well, mean, there's a vast world of stuff I know nothing about, Doug.
0: Well, in this podcast, one of the first things that I'm going to ask you is, have you seen the the movie Capturing the Friedmans? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did know about that one, didn't I? You did? Yeah. Uh, we're actually redoing this segment because I put Ben out. And when I did that, I accidentally <laughs> released that Never part of the of clip. Ben. So I think that's, that's a note for us in the future, not to get rid of Ben. So we'll continue with the podcast about capturing the Freedmen's. Okay, so now that Ben is gone, back to the podcast already in progress. Good old Benjamin. I know. Now he's just going to stand outside the door and cry. <laughs> this is it's it's so much uh less professional than our k fog podcast it's the same thing that i do when i go to the bar with you and i
1: see all the girls making a fuss oh, about stop. you and nobody's talking to me i go outside the door and i just start crying softly to myself to-
0: <laughs> you just sit outside and yeah, scratch at I the just door scratch at the door please <laughs> i used to be hip. oh stop so yeah that that uh capturing the freedmen's uh so you you were about to say that you actually i saw that one and that's the one
1: where you know you kind of start sympathizing with his family and then you realize that the father is certainly a a child molester yeah without a doubt
0: unequivocally a child molester wow i mean it's so
1: that just stirs you up as a human being doesn't it it just hits your sense of
0: what's reasonable and what isn't and it just kills you it, it was it was like you you start to empathize with this family you're like I don't know what's I, I didn't know anything about the story I just started watching it and all of a sudden you know you feel this moment where he gets that letter in the mail and the postal inspector says he was getting child pornography and you're like, okay well maybe maybe it was a mistake or maybe it was wrong and so they deliver it directly to him. And he, he says, thank you. And then he writes a letter promising a gift of more child pornography to the person in the Netherlands. And oh. that's when it started. Then that's when you're like, okay. He wrote a letter? Yeah. God, I mean, how stupid could you be? And then the case was. I in. mean, the only thing worse than a child
1: molester is a really dumb child molester. Yeah,
0: person. that's that's, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's yeah, pretty bad.
0: <laughs> um, So you, I, that was one of the things that I thought was crazy about that. And then they like walk down in his basement and he's got this computer lab and he's been teaching students like uh, men who are children who are like in like teens to like elementary school computer skills. Right. And then that starts to open the door to the fact that was he molesting these children in the computer lab?
1: Oh, that's right, yeah, right. I haven't seen this film in a long time. yeah, it really stirs you up, man. It, it, there's just nothing worse that subject
0: yeah I mean you the the other thing too is uh, they pull his son in who helped him run the computer lab and his son they that this is where it gets really weird because that the other kid two other kids in the computer lab testified and a lot of others said um that things happened to them and they were touched inappropriately in the computer lab wow and then all these charts, like 34 counts of of uh i mean i'm not Did sure Did he exactly. touch his own son uh, as well? Well that's the other thing too. Oh so man. so there was insinuations that he the other two he had three three sons one son like David was adamant that while well, he had child pornography, he never did anything or acted on it. And his wife, who is, who also said, well, she said they, they probably had sex the amount of times that they had children. Wow. Yeah. And she said it was very mechanical. <laughs> oh. uh, so she didn't seem like it was a very loving relationship. Right. And, her son Well, they were married. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you know how sex can get. I've never been married. Oh, see, that's why. You but, don't know. But you have, so you can jump right into this.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, nothing
0: nothing dries it up quicker, you know what I mean? Yeah, so anyway, he he like his son David was ad- his is like one of his biggest like advocates. He says, "My dad was railroaded. This is not this was all like a lot of these things were just made up." this is not what it was and so but jesse who was the youngest was the one who was in charge of the computer lab and he went away for like i think seven years or something of that nature um and he's been released and now he writes books on like wordpress or something oh went
1: away because he was arrested for also molesting
0: people he went to prison
1: Wow, so yeah. he took part in it with his dad. It wasn't that. So that would suggest that well, his dad he,
0: probably did it to him, and then he did it to other people, right? Well, he said that um, when facing this crime, he didn't want to plead guilty, but the evidence was so overwhelming against him that he felt like he would go away either for life, or you know, he he just didn't feel like there was an option. He had to plead guilty or he would never see time out of jail. Wow. So he, but he still claims his own innocence. Yeah. He still says he's innocent. Wow. So the really, um, so his son or his father pled guilty to give his son less time, basically saying it's my fault that, that my son took these actions. My dad molested me. And he even claimed that he molested his brother and his brother says, I don't remember being molested by him. I think he's making this up, but wow, yeah, it's a tangled and his, and web, it, isn't it? And his brother is still like kind of behind him, <laughs> figuratively. Figuratively, <laughs> right? So, um, so uh, he said that he he while he was he later when uh, interviewed uh, the father said, "I never molested any of the children in the computer room. That was not something I did." He said, "I did molest two children, and it was at a cabin that we had in in like a summer cabin." And he said he deeply regretted it. He knew it was wrong, um, and but he said he swears he did not ever
1: molest. See, so here's where you get into some really deep stuff, and right. people are going to hate me for this. But the kind of thing I wonder about is like, I mean, people are going to hate you for <laughs> some sort of <laughs> some sort of comment on it. I mean, think about this. I mean. Think about how sort of pathetic it is if you're, say, a gay person and you never act on being gay your entire life. I mean, you'd think, oh, well, you really missed an opportunity to have a fulfilling sex life. But especially, you know, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, people had to do that all the time. I mean, now there's more acceptance of it. And so people can kind of move on their on their life. I mean, let's just say for the sake of argument that one is a child molester, which is horrible and the worst thing you can be. Right. Still, it's like... To not act on it, or to only act on it twice in your life, if that indeed is the case. I mean, there's something really odd about that, too. It's like, well, but this is what you want. This is your sexuality. You w- Is it really believable that anyone would only act on it twice in their entire life. I mean, I don't buy that. And if it is true, it's sort of like, what a bizarre sort of repressed child molester that you'd only do it twice. I mean, well, a lot of these guys do it hundreds of times. I mean, they're they they they're obsessed. They
0: can't stop, you know? I, as a former child, I'm really happy that that more people aren't <laughs> acting on it. Yeah, absolutely, yes, of course. But, but yeah, I, I think one of the things that is just absolutely, I, I it's... It speaks to um, a lot of the children who came forward um, were coached by child um, therapists. And a lot of them were hypnotized and had re- said had repressed memories. Uh, so it starts. Yeah, to, it's hard to believe that stuff, you know? And it's more like, look, if this guy
1: had a bunch of child pornography, I mean, you got to remember, just possessing that stuff means that you're abetting these children being molested right like even right. if you never molest a kid if you just regularly consume child pornography you're you're adding to this because
0: those those children somewhere, are somewhere yeah, yeah these somebody's kids are, being, are being molested so yeah one of the things that i thought was um crazy ab- about the story is the standing behind like his family really stood behind him and his wife was like, no, he sucks. He's a terrible person. And they have these very candid arguments that they recorded on video. And so the
1: wife doesn't leave him. No. She stays with him, but takes the position that he's a horrible person. Exactly. She just doesn't believe in divorce or I, something?
0: I, I feel like it, she's like for better or worse. Stand, she was Stand like, by your man. She was like, wow. this is the worst of the worst, but I guess I'll just stay. She eventually, um, she does divorce him, but... Um, he, he it was like not way until like he was already in prison so you know the, the one thing that was really interesting about this is um, the uh, the court system actually came out and I think the attorney general re-looked at this case and said that Jesse um, while they don't know his actual involvement they think he, sh- he should be—if this trial was done now, he probably wouldn't be convicted. This scenario wouldn't happen. Because people wouldn't believe the kid's testimony? Yeah, because the testimony was so— um, poorly
1: handled well remember there was that famous case of the mcmartin preschool where supposedly there was these horrible child molesting crimes being taken place where you know the entire faculty was involved and you know kids recount all 30 of them in a room and they're all being molested and people said wow this is the most horrible thing ever and it turned out to be a complete farce with no basis in fact right exactly and and i guess i mean what this sort of points to is you know uh, uh, that that uh, that witch hunt
0: mentality
1: right. which can happen where people just sort of get infected with the need to say what is expected of them to say or what they think authority figures want them to say.
0: And that's exactly what they were saying. Like through, throughout this entire thing, um, the all the brothers were saying, how could these people like come to class? And many of these people took the beginner class and then had the summer off and then reapplied for the advanced class. Right. So if they're getting horribly abused, which these recounts were like horrendous. Like if they were that horrendous, why did they come back and reapply? You well, you think I, that their par- they would be screaming to their parents like I don't want to go back there. I don't want like I don't know if it's okay to go off on a tangent here,
1: but I had a similar thought about this Bill Cosby thing. Okay. Because because on the one hand, Cosby's been accused now by so many women who recount essentially the same story, which is that, you know, it's his turn on to kind of, you know, give, give you some drugs, knock you out and make you semi-conscious and, and, and essentially rape you that it really seems like it couldn't possibly be false that all of these people would come out and say it. Because, yes, sometimes, you know, one person, two people come out and say something and it's untrue. When you've got over 50 women just coming out of the woodwork saying, yes, this happened to me, this guy did this. It's hard to believe it isn't true. At the same time, in the case of this woman who's in court with him and several who have testified... They maintained a relationship with him. They continued coming over. They continued hanging out. They continued taking phone calls. They continued asking for favors. You saw this with the Trump thing when a lot of women came out and said, he groped me, he went after me, or whatever. No one one accused him of, of rape, per se, although his his first wife did, and then recanted on it. In I, their-
0: I can literally feel people tuning out of this podcast right now.
1: <laughs> Just because we're talking about Trump? No, no, I can, I can feel them Just tuning the out. Because,
0: yeah, well, no, I can feel them going, okay, wait, so is Black pro-Cosby, right, pro- of course that. trump
1: <laughs> Look, I didn't vote for Trump, and I never thought Bill Cosby was funny. And again, as I said, all these women saying this about Cosby suggest to me that it's probably true. But I have to wonder at if someone's gone through this horrible experience, why in God's name would you call the person again? And I was reminded of it when you talked about how kids came back and took the course again. Or in the case of Trump, you know, one of the women who said, yes, you know, he he came after me, he stuck his tongue down my throat, he was inappropriate, it was wrong. She was asking him for a job and for references for years after. I mean, at what point do we say, look, you know, you, you kind of got to shit or get off the pot in this concept. If you've undergone some horrible thing, then the buck stops there and you don't continue asking for favors or trying to get, something else you know i mean mean, not to try and blame the victim by any stretch of the imagination but at the very least it weakens your case if you plan to go and then bring charges against this person and you're going to say oh incidentally for a year or two i kept hitting him up for a job or i kept hitting him up for advice or help i figured maybe i could get something out of it i mean if
0: well uh, you know uh, again a lot of the 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 things that uh this the, the most credible accuser or the one, the strongest case that they have is which, the one that they're going for right now. The, the reason that they're going with this one is because she said, you know, I didn't know this was happening. Like, I just thought I passed out at the house and then I would wake up and then things would happen. And then, I, you know, it just, over time she was able to, like more, not in a repressed memory way, it just, I think she put it together over time, but it was Bill Cosby I feel like that's, that's mean, Again, if, if the timeline, and I
1: don't know everything about this, but if the timeline was, look, yes, we exchanged a lot of phone calls. We had a lot of talks. And then there was this one horrible night where, you know, I woke up and unconscious and I felt like I was being groped and it was horrible. And then I never called him again, or I pressed charges. I think that's a credible timeline. On the other hand, I think the way this timeline goes is that after the date of this thing, she's claiming that more incidents happened and more things and it's like come on man I mean you, you you we're all adults here you have to take responsibility for your own actions the same way Cosby if he committed this heinous act he needs to take responsibility and he needs to go to jail for it I firmly believe that but for this woman who who may or may not have been a victim because I don't know and I wasn't there you know It makes her timeline a lot less credible if she's saying, yes, and I continued soliciting advice from him, calling him, taking phone calls from him, having meetings with him. I mean, it just, it's, uh, uh, you know, and that's a tough one. certainly weakens your case in court.
0: I'm just going to say, anybody who admits that they bought quaaludes to give to women— without their knowledge that's That's, right that's fucked up he admit and he he admits that that. so he committed a crime right there on the onset yeah absolutely so so i and and then he settled and he didn't think that would be admitted into to evidence so he was like oh i'll I'll tell you what i did and right and then he was like it's cool right right because i paid her off no it's not cool you're a fucking scumbag right exactly and i mean this this points
1: to uh uh You know, this other idea, I mean, as a society, we've evolved and changed in terms of what we think of as consent. But as with everything, you know, sometimes it goes too far in the other direction, what you're starting to see now. And again, I don't want to stick up for anybody who raped anybody, but, but what you are starting to see are these allegations that come about that essentially amount to, look, I got drunk and I regretted having sex with this person. Yeah. So later on, I felt raped and violated. And hey, in point of fact, it, it, that's a real cheapening of those that actually undergo this horrible experience. If you're actually raped, that's a horrible thing. And it, and and for people to kind of cheapen it by going back and basically saying, "Yeah, you know, I I wish I hadn't slept with this guy, and I wish I hadn't gotten so drunk, and so therefore." I've been raped. That's really a, a bridge too far, you know. And you and 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 you are starting to see this. Um, you know, there's I- examples of this are showing up in court, but they're also sort of showing up in in the literature. There was that case of Lena Dunham sort of going back and writing. I don't know if you remember this, but Le- Lena Dunham, the actress, yeah. you know, she had from girls. Yes, and she wrote up a. a you know, her sort of, you know, this is my story book. And she recounts his experience she had with a, (laughs) she describes him as the only Republican on campus. I guess she went to a very liberal campus. So she's kind of demonizing this guy and basically says, yeah, you know, I was drunk. I was at a party and I took him home with me. We went back to my house. So voluntarily, right? She wasn't pushed, coerced. She wasn't so drunk she couldn't stand or think. She she voluntarily went with this guy when she was drunk to sleep with him back at her house. Then she she and this is as she recounts the story. This isn't as someone else tells it. This is how she tells it, right? So 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 the the next part of the experience is that she starts to have sex w- with him, uh-huh. right? So again. This is completely voluntary and and uh, not, you know, compulsory, at which point um, she uh, uh, and I don't I don't remember the exact details here, but it's something like uh, she realized that he didn't have a condom on. And so she she asked him to stop, Uh at, at which point he stopped and left. Right. She describes that in her book as having undergone a sexual assault. Now, you know, to me, that's like, look, man, there's a lot of red flags here. But at the end of the day, if you ask someone to stop and they comply and stop and leave. Right. I think to to label that as I've been the victim of a sexual assault, that this really cheapens people who actually were the victim of a sexual assault. And it's kind of this, you know, everyone's a victim. Everyone wants to be a victim mentality that we're seeing in, in in our society now I'm not saying that that's the case with these Cosby accusers because again where there's smoke there's fire I mean if you get accused of 50 women of doing nasty stuff to them
0: and, and admit the and
1: he admitted that's right I mean he admitted in court papers that he gave the pills to women specifically to 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 knock them out I mean it's loathsome and I mean it, it it sort of it sort of goes to the heart of you know, the strangeness of human sexuality, because here you've got Cosby, he could have had his pick of women. Women loved him. He was rich. He's an attractive guy, very successful. The thing that turned him on was incapacitating them. That's the part that he liked because that's the part that comes up in every story, and yeah. that's what he admitted to. And so that's that's the part that just flabbergasted me, you know what I mean? But you know, everybody's got what they like. You know, I mean, for me, that's not what I like at all, you know, Uh, but, you know, it's uh, um, that's his turn on. Right. And uh, he indulged it. And I mean, I I think really in terms of punishments, I mean, he deserves to go to jail for, for, for raping somebody if indeed that's what he did. And he does admit to essentially that when he says he gave, gave w- women pills and did that. At the same time, it's like, at the very least, some revenge has been gotten on this person because his reputation, I mean, he was America's dad and everybody loved him. And now right. in his 70s, it's just like, you're a rapist. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what he's known as now is just a rapist. Yeah. And, and he,
0: he's always talking about like, let's just get back to the laughter. You can't get back to the laughter when you've admitted the things that you've done. Yeah. You need to, yeah. you need to go to jail Yeah, and there's not going to be any laughter anymore. Yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, this, uh, it's a very, very serious crime and, and I'm glad that, you know, uh, you know, I haven't, uh, I mean, I've, I, I haven't had to experience it myself. I mean, another thing on this subject that is often overlooked is that you know it's it's seen as a women's issue, but men are raped all the time. Men are raped in prison all the time. Men are raped in the military and in and in institutions like this, and in private schools and places you know all all, all over the place. And the shame is so intense with that that. It, you know, it's very underreported and it's very under acknowledged, you know, because the problem is most perpetrators of rape are men. I mean, something like 95, 96 percent of the rapes. Not every single one of them, but the right. vast majority of rapes are done by a man. It's just the victim is not always a woman. often the victim is another man, like right. in the case of the Freedmen's, where you uh, this guy was a child molester, he was molesting boys right so I mean it's, it's, imagine it's, a, it's the always, stigma
0: yeah it's a, it, well it's it's two things it's it's usually a power crime, so it's like somebody trying to impose something on somebody or you know. Somebody who clearly doesn't want it, um, and because of that,'re they're, they're, the person who is taken advantage of and violated is horrified and shamed, and no one wants to come out and say, "I was violated, my you know my innocence was taken away, or anything of that nature. They'd right. rather just forget it because that victimology of having to go back and tell somebody about it. Makes it very real, yep. And then, then you have to admit that this actually happened to you, and it, it's just that it's just a continuous cycle. And so, you know, I, I think now is a perfect time to segue into something a little happier. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I know
1: it's the rape show with yeah. Doug and Black. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, do you know who Randy Stare is? Randy Stare, no. So this is a guy who, guessing. Uh, was very into goth. He was very dark. He actually had a bunch of friends um, and apparently felt completely alone and alienated from society. He worshipped um, the Columbine shooters um, and he was hoping that he could do something that garnered the same attention. Um, he posted rambling our... Hour-long videos of now, him. Now, is this a new guy? Yeah. Okay. So, this is a recent. Thing. This is very recent. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't hear much about this.
1: I guess the Columbine shooters are old school now, right? Yeah, they're it's, very. It's been, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, but it's the, the craziest thing is that See, they're to like me,
1: they're just youngsters still.
0: Yeah, but these people, this guy is twenty four, um, and he, like, posted all of it. He was in like Tuna, uh, Tunk. Uh, I am gonna get this whole. Totally wrong. How would you say that? Tunkhannock? Hannock, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so he worked at a Weiss Market uh, grocery store. Um, and he usually worked a late shift. Uh, what he did is he decided that um, he posted uh, several times that he was going to do something epic. And then he said he was at his limit. And he showed tons of guns on his blog. And said, tomorrow's the day. Now, see, I got to stop you there.
1: If you're really serious, why would you do that? I mean, that is just what's
0: going to get you busted. Well, I think I, – and that's what I think he wanted. Right. I think he wanted to say – I think he wanted the, the attention that, like, the Columbine shooters got – but I don't think he wanted to do the, the – I, I think he didn't want to kill people. See, it's
1: all or nothing. Okay. I mean, I want my serial killers dead on, full on. You want them I read, committed. I want my mass killers committed, yeah. I don't want them just getting the, trying to get the attention without right, actually
0: – Well, so he went in. He locked his coworkers in. Okay, so this is something lighter. Right. Yeah. We were on the rape thing, now we're on something
1: lighter, mass yeah, ma- murder. Mass murder. Okay. This is vomiting rainbows. Doug, This is why I love you. Yeah. You know, because you get
0: in deep We like to we like to keep it dark on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, it's extremely we, this dark. This is not gonna be you know, this isn't the lucky charms, happy go lucky podcast. That's right. <laughs> This, this is this is why we're no longer on k Fox, right
1: yeah yeah this is the darkness yeah i'm kind of digging this i, I we're, we're, that's we're why, in the nasty that, that's why
0: we're in in my basement instead of at that's the k Fox right. studios <laughs> it's kind of a blaggish thing right and, and and mike's slowly distancing himself. From the podcast. <laughs> yeah he's no dummy i'm no, no. the dummy yeah, yeah yeah uh and so this is uh, so Alistair, you can actually see pictures of him on heavy.com, which is where we get most of our stories. Um, and so he is someone who he wrote this um, thing called Ember's Ghost Squad and he animated it. And it was all about like like these these people who were out trying to commit these atrocities. <laughs> and and it it actually garnered a little bit of a following. And he was hoping that he was going to be a famous YouTuber. Right. And in several of his things, he was like, you know, I didn't ever expect to have to go to this lengths for fame, but I'm not getting enough off of YouTube. Right. So I need to do this, which is just ludicrous. I mean, this. <laughs> this- well, I mean, you're
1: describing the younger generation, aren't you? I mean, I- in in. in it- Celebrities to them are just whoever's everybody's looking at on or talking YouTube about. and yeah. talking about and repeating. Like the we, we, you and I sort of grew up with the idea that a celebrity on some level was someone with some type of talent right. who did something that that garnered them. B- praise and acclamation from people i think we're now living in this uh, this younger generation of people who are just like look fame whatever it is you get famous for doing something mean you get famous for doing something nice it doesn't matter it's the same thing you get famous for doing something atrocious or something heroic those are I- equivalent in the in the internet you yeah know but what
0: I mean? but like the icons that i looked up to just really wanted a pepsi you know right <laughs> so yeah it was like i think the problems were a little different you're supposed to
1: know what my best interest is doug yeah
0: they're they're trying to stay away from therapy and get a pepsi that's really all it is and go skate i i think those are the big things but like you know i think this this guy he he posted a video with him posing with a gun kissing the gun the night before he So did he do it? Did he, he do it? He he did. He okay. actually he So killed, he followed through. He followed through. He he uh executed three late night workers, co workers at Weiss Market. Wow. So these are people who are probably feeling the same as him. Right. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't know. even
1: kill the customers who probably deserve it. Oh, you know, it's just he's only <laughs> No one deserves it.
0: <laughs> But yeah, come I,
1: on now, Doug. You can't. If we're gonna go into the deep stuff, you can't to keep. We, we, right. we can't keep putting out the disclaimers, right? Right.
0: I have to put out this. That, that's my part <laughs> is to put out the disclaimers. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he uh, the 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 craziest thing is he went and went after people who actually considered him a, like a friend. A Friend, right? Yeah, like uh, when he wrote about one of the girls that he worked with, and said like he was just mad. Because she was supposed to do a voiceover for one of the cartoons and she was taking too long to do it. And he Ugh. was like, I'm just going to like, I'm going after her because she's taking too long. Like oh my God. somebody who like probably like in the same as like he, she was just as probably despondent and sad as he was. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's... So he killed a
1: bunch of his coworkers and they and they, they found him? I mean, I'm surprised he didn't just let loose on a full uh, grocery store full of people. You'd think that's what you'd do if you no, were he, working at a grocery he store he and you were barred.
0: Mad. He barred in his co-workers so they couldn't leave and then shot them. I mean, it was horrifying. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was really... Uh, and and, it and was, how old is this guy? 19, 20? No, 24. 24. Yeah, I mean, he it, like everybody has that childhood teenage angst but like if if you're 24 right and you haven't like gotten over that angst then it's time for therapy and i, I think
1: i had angst but i never wanted to kill everybody
0: no well or anybody i mean really well that's, that's because we we just enjoyed beer yeah i mean you know i feel it's kind of funny too beer and punk rock it just made everything
1: better yeah it's like and when i think about these kind of stories i feel i feel like oh yeah i I always kind of feel like kind of a misfit and a weird guy i have my whole life but
0: it's like i'm pretty normal you know right but you know i think he, he he also tweeted things like are you ready to die and then he talked about like another massacre that occurred and then he set the date and then hashtagged it so it was really wow i don't know how more people like one of his they they talked to one of his friends and he said i i watched his pod or his video blog all the time and i just missed this last one really (laughs) oh man i i think this is somebody who doesn't want to admit that he saw this and thought oh he's probably just not he was like he was a dark guy talked about this stuff all the time well right. if he talks about this all the time you need to flag him like <laughs>
1: well is- but what is the responsibility of people i mean what what do you do are you going to be the local narc or you do you actually go to the cops about him and say hey i'm concerned with this do you i mean are, uh, you know and and i think back on you know a lot of the weird dark things that we would say as teenagers and that i continued to say my my whole life i mean do you flag people Based on that, it's you, definitely kind of a strange First Amendment you, sort do of Do you flag question. blag? Do you flag blag? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the way I always felt about it was, this is me blowing off steam. This right. Is, this is my gallows humor. This is my sort of nihilism manifesting itself in a safe way. And that's how I always felt about, you know, violent films or violent uh, music or, or, you know, violent rhetoric but you know there's this crossover line where it's like yeah but once a person actually goes and acts on it then you go back and look at the rhetoric and suddenly it does, you don't you're not so crazy about the first amendment anymore because right. you feel like hey you know that it, it you should be able to say whatever you want but you know uh, people should be able to respond to it well if that's the case you know, I would have had people coming to my door all the time, especially as a teenager. I mean, i I didn't talk about killing people, but I would definitely, uh, you know, I definitely said some very uncomfortable things. I mean, this is a hard one. You know, do we want to live in a society where I you don't, can I do don't what
0: think you that want? I don't think that stopped when you were a child, right? No, this, it has. This, this yeah. podcast is is definitely proof. Yeah, absolutely. But um, and, and so I, you know, that's one of the things that I would say about this is like, at what what point do you flag? someone like this? Like at what point, like there was that, the, the guy who was driving around and I think Santa Barbara and shooting people and his parents were like, Hey, we were responsible. We knew that like he had issues. We got him to a therapist and we were getting him help. Right. And, right. and he still went out and did this. Like at what point do, right. at what point is like, you know, what, what point does it cross a line? Like the therapist has a moral obligation and a legal duty to say, this person needs to be uh, locked up in a facility because he is dangerous. And, and I think, you know, I don't know if this guy got help. I don't know. I, I haven't, I think this is too new that they haven't really probably talked to his parents, but I mean, it's crazy. And there's a real level of
1: decadence here too, because of course the other sort of cousin to this kind of violence is the mindless, violence of the jihadis and the religious martyrs and the question and but they feel like they're doing something that's actually good in this act because it helps to hasten the demise of you know decadent westernism and those who aren't part of the caliphate I mean I, I I see something like this this uh stare guy and it's just like wow you know you're doing these people's work for them they they love you you know right. that the person who's just completely nihilistic and self-centered and goes out and destroys his fellow man not even out of some inflated sense of this is my religion or this is what I need to do but just simply out of this the most gross nihilistic sadistic behavior
0: yeah and and then the other thing that was really um kind of heartbreaking about this case as well is it seems like this was somebody who um had made himself a recluse, probably because of a gender issue, um, because he said, uh, "I'm a girl who's trapped, has been trapped in a man's body for two and a half decades, and I need to get out, out of it." And I don't belong on this planet, nor have I ever. Oh, you just mentioned that? I mean, that seems
1: major. That seems like a big
0: a big part of it.
1: But I mean, so so this is interesting. I mean, just to show and we were speaking about this before about like the sexual repression of the child molester that never acts on it. Here's this guy who, you know, if he would have acted on his gender issues, maybe he wouldn't have massacred people.
0: Right. You know what I mean? And and it could have been the location that he was at. Maybe it's not a friend. Friendly town or right you you never know and when did
1: he come out with the gender stuff was that at the very end or uh, was that part of his dark blog and
0: all that no he he did not as far as i know he didn't come out with that i think that was part of all the stuff that they found later so um he he left like a a huge he said i'm leaving all these tapes all my video recordings everything so you can understand exactly why i did this wow yeah and it's it's crazy and then like one of his last tweets was you know goodbye humans i'll miss you you know it was it was it was really uh it was crazy
1: so and he he killed himself afterward right interesting with it you know because and and here okay so here's where you get into the kind of uncomfortable stuff right because we we you know I can think of two films in particular where you have these gender dysphoric characters who turn out to be murderers. Right there was the the one with Sharon Stone. Uh, um, I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, um, and then there's uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Right. Right. I mean, in Silence of the Lambs, you got Buffalo Bill. He wishes that he was a woman, or he thinks of himself as a as a woman, and. Uh, um, People were uh, oh, Basic Instinct is the one with, with, with Sharon Stone. So she in that one, she's a she's a bisexual, and, that, and it sort of hinges on that. In in both cases, there were some pretty vociferous protests from gay people or or you know transgender people in the case of of uh, of Sounds of the Lambs, and the idea being, well, here you you've made us. The bad person and basically acted like, you know, you've 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 conflated our sexuality with psychotic behavior and it's an interesting question. Is it is it their sexuality that is psych psychotic in the case of this stare guy? Some people would say, well, yeah, somebody who's a man who wants to be a woman is crazy and therefore he's done this crazy act. On the other hand, you could make the argument. If if that side of his personality hadn't been repressed, if he could have just expressed his sexuality the way he wanted, maybe he wouldn't have dwelled so much on murder and mayhem and wanted to kill people. Maybe it was the shame that made him feel that way. But you could just as easily say, hey, maybe, maybe those kind of disorders really are mental disorders. And then you're really in a non-PC world. Yeah. You know, I, know. I mean, remember, 50 years ago, the the physician's desk directory you know labeled homosexuality as a disease and a, a, a psychosis and you know i mean and now we don't feel that way anymore but these things change you right. know they, and and something like gender dysphoria has only pretty recently been seen as like well okay this is a legitimate thing but it doesn't mean you're crazy right and yet you know the the uh um for most of human history or most of our particular civilization western civilization we've labeled people who feel that way as just Coo-coo.
0: Yeah, I, I, I certainly feel like uh, it's one of those things that is probably very traumatic to come to terms with as a child without a support group. And my guess is that this guy just didn't have the support group that he needed to feel comfortable coming out or speaking. And if he had been in some area where they had more open conversations about this, I don't know. I. I'm guessing that this small town in the middle of, of Pennsylvania may not be the most open place, but I'm not sure. But uh, I think that that's, that's one thing. If if he were more open about it, he probably wouldn't have been so dark and so repressed and felt like the world was against him and how he needed to get off of the world and how he needed to end it all. Um, so. so you think it's more the repression
1: than the sexual dysphoria that is the the essence of the
0: yeah i think i think the that,
1: impulse that pushes you to this but that's you know that's open for debate isn't yeah, it i mean you I, know we we the are uh, that's what i'm saying like the, these things are fluid in terms of what we label crazy and what we then label oh no this we just need to understand this kind of person because again one could make the same kind of argument with child molesters i mean to 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 bring it back around, one could easily say, hey, you know, this is how I express my sexuality. This is how I really feel. Mm -hmm. These are my true sexual feelings. This is what gets me off. Who are you to judge me? And the answer is, well, look, the the issue comes up, I guess, around agency because – an individual human just saying, hey, look, I was born with male genitalia, but I really feel like a female and that's what I want to be, is not hurting anybody else. Right. But somebody who's a child molester is, is imposing on someone else's freedom right. to be who they want to be. And that's really where these these issues come up. And so like with somebody like Cosby, you know, he's he, he, he you know, he admitted to really trying to steer a woman in a direction that she would didn't want to go
0: not not only steer drug her knock her out drug her (laughs)
1: knock her out and force her right exactly so i mean this is somebody who what's so heinous about that kind of crime is that you're taking the agency away from the other person i mean i guess i'm more inclined to feel like no matter how kooky somebody's sexual bag might seem if 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 it's all consensual I'm pretty much okay with it. Down the line, it might turn my stomach a little bit. It might not be somebody that I want to hang out
0: with, but that's okay. I'm. I'm I would say that it's. It's like you. You can have like a violent action to someone else, and if they're into it, that's fine. Like Fifty Shades of Gray is <laughs> right. is super popular because it's all about dominance and people liking to be submissive and other people liking to be dominated and all yeah. of that. And there's a whole culture and a whole group of people who are very into that, and that's cool for them. And, but if somebody, fifty percent of the girls who text me,
1: I would say, all right, well, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to guess who you are.
0: But, but like, if you come into my, chew on that, America. <laughs> if 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 you and I are drunk in a room and you start throwing me, slapping me with a whip. And being like, "Don't you like that, Doug?" Right? I'll be yeah. like, "No, no, I don't." <laughs> and you better stop and get out. Yeah, I mean, that's you
1: know, this is really the 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 thing. And of course, you're never. I mean. There were also these strange cases. I mean, talking about how murder might tie into this. Remember, there have been some of these cases where people advertised online looking for a victim and saying, I want to eat somebody or I oh, want yeah. to kill somebody. And people have actually volunteered for the, that. That, and that so, German
0: case was right? uh, was huge.
1: And so now you get into this question. He I was mean,
0: videotaped giving consent. Right, consenting to, to it. To be eaten. Yeah. And and then the the, the biggest hold-up hangup of that case was the fact that he... Um, they didn't think his IQ was high enough to give consent to be Wow! Eaten. So, um, but I don't remember what happened with that case. But it was like even. I, do you ever watch the TV show The IT Crowd? No, what is that? It's like a. a it's a British TV show. It's really, really funny. The IT Crowd. Uh huh. Is, is it a comedy like a? a yeah, fiction. Okay. Dark comedy. So it's oh. right up my alley. But one of the one of the sections is that the all the nerds who are in the basement. They've, this one guy he comes over to his house and he's trying to like be di- like do different things and this guy says I have this like 4k TV it's really beautiful you need to come over to my house and watch movies with me and I'll make you make you dinner and he says okay I'm totally into this and he goes over there and he's watching this movie and he realized the guy m- means I'm going to make you you dinner (laughs) and and he goes oh it's like that twilight right to serve mankind and he's like he's like maybe not tonight how about we get together for dinner another time and we'll watch another great movie on your tv (laughs) and then and then he keeps going over and like the guy's like finally like hey when am i gonna get to eat you and he goes he goes okay maybe we can't be friends anymore and so it's, (laughs) it's this whole thing of of how he like walks around and stair steps around this but yeah, I was making fun of that the German case where that guy actually consented. So,
1: um, so even consent is is questionable, you know. And that this is where we really get into, like, you know, are we big boys in life? Can we handle our own uh, uh, choices that we make? You know, Lena Dunham made a choice to get drunk. Then she made a choice to bring a guy home. Then she made a choice to begin having sex with him then she made a, a, you know a request and then he left right so i mean to, when i look at a case like that it's pretty impossible for me to go yes yeah, sister you know i'm in solidarity with you you've really suffered you know it's like no you haven't and this is you know to, to label that as some kind of an assault is really an insult to the women who actually have been assaulted and the men who've actually been assaulted you know what i mean i mean you, you it's, we shouldn't take these things lightly when we're discussing them. I mean, now you'll hear people saying, you know, oh God, that parking was so expensive. I feel raped. You know, it's like, no right. man, you know, that's, that's, that's not, not a good working. way to, fur- yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's the words matter and the intensity of the words matters, you know?
0: Um, so I'm going to give you the last and final story and uh, we're going to do this one short cause we've, we've gone on. For a while, but we've rambled. We've rambled a little bit. It's
1: hard not to when you're talking, you know, horrid acts. Yeah,
0: well, we like to talk about it. Yeah. Um, So, the last is the case of uh, Chelsea and Scott Bowman. They were married, they got divorced, and then they got engaged again, planning to get remarried. Um, what? Not would a you, crime, although not, it's a little silly. It's a little but, silly. Okay. But what would you say if the husband ended up dead?
1: What would I say? Well, I mean, I guess it would depend what the
0: circumstances were of, of his death. Doug, what, what happened? Well, they were going to get a free puppy and a guy came over from Facebook to their house with the free puppy and then shot him dead. And not her? No. Is that because he wanted to be with her? Was he, what was the... It seemed, as she? as she put it, he came into, he insisted on coming to the house. When he came to the house... He was drunk and got increasingly more agitated. Then he pulled out a gun. Scott, which was her former husband, ran and grabbed the gun. The guy shot and was actually wounded and shot like in the arm. And then Scott tried to run away. Obviously, if he's in a scuffle with a gun and he's just shot the guy, why would he run? It seems (laughs) like he had the upper hand, but... Anyway, he tried to run away, but then somehow, I guess, turned and then got shot in the chest and was killed. Now, why is it significant that they were together, then apart, and then
1: together again? Do you think the woman might have asked this guy to come over, or is that the the
0: implication here? I don't know enough about this one. Well, that's what I'm saying. It just seems to me to be suspicious uh, and nothing's been said about this. So this happened just a few days ago.
1: And has the guy been arrested? Do they know so, who it was and he's been arrested? Yeah, the he,
0: he was caught. So the guy was caught who...
1: And, and is he claiming any type of relationship with the woman? No, 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 there's okay. no,
0: nothing. He was, uh, they found him with blood on him and the wound. So it kind of matches up with her story. Right. Uh, I just feel like I'm such a skeptic and i've watched so so many of these crime shows right. that like even if this happened exactly the way she said i'm like come on really <laughs> like he decides that he's going to kill the guy in the house but not her not her because of why right like yeah, yeah. I, I like oh he needs to leave a witness or you know, it, well, did he shoot the guy and run? I mean,
1: so yeah. Sometimes, that's what, sometimes people get horrified that's what, and they do it, and then they just panic and run away. Right? I mean, it's so not
0: impossible to believe. It's not. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's very suspicious. Right. And then the the neighbor said that um, they were constantly fighting, and that there was. um The police had been called over, which they substantiate that there are constant calls of of, that uh, makes it that makes it more Uh, and they both and both of them had uh, domestic violence um, charges. Both of them did. So now,
1: what happened to the puppy? That's my that's my
0: question. (laughs) I think the puppy's all right. The puppy's okay. All right, but they had a daughter, and the daughter apparently saw the whole thing. Wow! So can she testify? Well, they, they. the mother says the daughter said um why are you shooting my daddy so i don't know i mean maybe it's unclear yet but i think this is one of the cases that we're going to have to revisit yeah cuz if this is true it's incredibly fucked up it's a great headline why are you <laughs> shooting my daddy right you know it's like uh, it's well, got everything it's well, got the-
1: pathos family <laughs> violence it's got everything a puppy a puppy. I mean, a, a, this is a story. It's a
0: it's a good story. So we're gonna we're gonna follow this one kind of along. But I feel like I'll be to, here
1: with you, Doug. To, if you want to get into the deep, into the nasty stuff,
0: I, I will go there I with have, you. I have no doubt. And so that's one of the things that I'm I'm really feeling, like my my money is hedging that something's not right here. Right. This doesn't sound yeah like a crime of right.
1: like. And if it's a little kid, she'd be easy enough to fool. She wouldn't necessarily know that the right. guy was in collusion with the with the mother,
0: right? Like she could have said, you know. But see? the fact that the guy I, got I love caught, that. I love that even Ben's upset about the this.
1: Ben kind of plaintively wailing in the background is my favorite part of this podcast because it lets you know, oh, here he comes.
0: He's going to come in.
1: He is a good looking guy, this Ben fellow.
0: So he'll he'll wrap up this episode of vomiting rainbows here. Let's see if we can. We're gonna keep our eye on it. Come on, no. Ben. Now you're gonna be quiet. No. No, now he's just gonna lick. So, anyway, so that's the end of this episode. So we'll check back, listen to us later, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. It's all we vomit rainbows uh, and. You're also on youtube listen so, as long as you're
1: advertising stuff the yeah. dwarves greatest rock and roll band of all time Ever. you got to go to the dwarves.com
0: see all, dwarves. all our dirty stuff a- Hello, absolutely man. uh blag the ripper the myth the man the legend In thank you house. thank you for being on this episode doug it's always a pleasure